Alright, um, hi everyone. Um, my name is Nadia and you are listening into Sorry, but can I ask? <laughs> okay, the title is actually um, an inspiration from I think all of us, right? Jana yeah. and Sarah. Say hi. 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 Yeah, so we, we were talking about issues on race and then we realized that every time we wanted to ask a question, it always starts off with a sorry, but can I ask? In fears of being offensive, I suppose. So, um, my name is Nadia, as I mentioned. I am Malay. I am a teacher in a local religious institution. I teach secondary school students. I am... I was formerly from an Islamic religious school too, and then I went to a local university. So, um, so yeah, there will be, you know, my point of view and you know my background so that you know where I'm coming from, basically. What about you, Sarah? Um, so hi, my name is Sarah. I am the Chinese here of the group. <laughs> the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm born and bred in Singapore, educated here as well. Went through the usual um, school system. And then now I'm working here as well, but covering for the region. So, yeah, that's me. Jana, you? Um, hi, I'm Jana. I am, well, I'm also part Chinese, part Malay. Mm-hmm. I, combination. Yes, I have a combination. <laughs> of both Yeah, um, I am currently, well, I'm currently in between jobs, right? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I was born and bred in Singapore, brought up culturally, and a little bit of both worlds here and there and also I went to uh, public school I did go to the uh, Christian Junior College but besides that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to university locally here as well I've been working here in Singapore locally so maybe we just give a little bit of context about how this podcast started mm-hmm. yeah so Sarah actually came up to me one day and she was like look I want to have real conversations about certain subjects that I feel people don't talk enough about it really sound very intense by the way yeah like, Jana we need to talk no but it is it yeah. was a, she was inspired and she was really moved you know she was like you know like as a Chinese person I feel like I don't know a lot of things and um, I don't have the opportunity to ask a lot of questions or like you know and and she also felt I don't know like correct me if I'm wrong Sarah that you were also handling a lot of um, you know I think minute I, racism from your own community yeah, against I, other community you felt a bit you know I think I guess from my side it was more <clears throat> um, there were a lot of small racial microaggressions that I heard from a lot of people around me and mm-hmm. yes predominantly Chinese because um, that's my culture and also in Singapore the majority race is Chinese but everyone seems very content with hanging out in their own circles and nobody's really questioning um, can they learn more about other races? Is the things that they are saying inclusive and fair? Are the stereotypes that they have fair as well? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just very frustrated and I wanted to just have a conversation about these things. Yeah, so that's why this podcast came to be. So I brought Nadia on board Yay. because I felt that, I mean, one of the things that me and Sarah discussed is that we needed that diversity element to be very prevalent and strong because um, all our backgrounds are different. Our ideas, our voices, our thought processes, everything yeah. informs our, the way we behave. So that is part of the reason bringing Nadia on board was fun because mm. not only does, is she also representative of the Malay community, but she's also from the madrasa community which is a very like even smaller it couldn't even be even more minority in a sense of it so it really will hopefully 
you know bring a lot more color to the conversation that we have yeah, yeah. and i just think like um while we you know we'll bring p- different people to interview but also i think it's great that we're not just trying to hit every single checklist across the matrix of Chinese, Indian, Malay, Eurasian, yeah. others into this conversation. Um, but just, you know, we'll slowly share parts about ourselves that are always different. Um, but it's, I think it's about respecting the different personalities and identities that all of us have, right? So yeah. you can be Malay, but you can be different kinds of Malay as well. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, so just maybe a little bit more about the very basic format of this podcast, like just to give you guys a sense of what we and how we will be discussing things. So very first... Um, off, we actually will be asking questions each week, um, either from our own experiences or something that really interests us and stuff like that. Yep. And then um, we will then bring the question to the group and then we'll have conversations about it. And obviously, a lot of these points of views are our own. Um, they are very much informed from our own individual experiences. They're not. We're not here to be representatives of the cultures and race and like that. Yeah. We'll speak for the entire community. <laughs> it's more of like you know what our experiences are, and we love to hear from you guys as well. If you guys have questions or thoughts about what we're conversing about and want to contribute as well. Yeah, for sure. So Nadia. Yes. What's your first question? I'm sorry, but can I ask? Do do all non-Malays, non-Muslims think that Muslims are terrorists. <laughs> wow. Uh, just on the context of whenever we publish this, this is now the month of fasting. Yeah, Ramadan. Yeah. So there's like, a, we're, we're at Arab Street and there's like the huge bazaar next to us. Yeah. It's going to be quite fun. Okay. So Nadia's asking me this question in the <laughs> Malay populated area. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the the reason why, we are, why I'm asking this question is because um, if you guys recall, back in March, there was this article uh, published by IPS, which is what? Uh? The 15% of all respondents in Singapore, no, it was like 1,800 respondents in Singapore yeah. found that Muslims were threatening. Yeah, <laughs> actually 15%, I think. Um, so IPS is Institute of Policy Studies, and um, it starts off with saying that more than 70% of Singaporeans feel that People of different faiths can get along living close together, but 15% find Muslims threatening. So of course that was chosen as the headline, yeah. <laughs> most clickbaity of them all. Yeah. And um, I think the second one rang after that was like 6.5% Christians, and then yeah. all the other races were all the other religions were basically the lowest threat, like practically none. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, my first question is actually why that question even? Like, why do you need to ask? Which religion do you find more threatening? I wonder if they did go through the whole gamut of religions. Yeah. Or was it just like randomly yeah. like, okay, yeah. what about Muslims though? <laughs> like open-ended, please state which religion you find. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that could be it. Uh, Google survey, false right? Psychology. It's Islam, Islam. Yeah. So, so like, um, like, so, based on that, so Sarah said she just found out about yeah. the article like, quite recently. And, and I felt really um, dumb because I was like, okay, partially it's because I didn't read the news back then, which uh-huh. is just my bad. But then also like on Insta stories, apparently my experience was very different from Nadia and Jana's, where like yeah. I didn't see a single piece of news around it unless, I, I think I didn't click through to yours, but then yeah, I just didn't hear anything around it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, personally for me, it was like off the 
hook on all my friends' Instagram. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> so you say that now. And then uh, a lot of people were posting information about it. And for me, my friends, my social groups were mm-hmm. all quite upset actually. A lot of us actually discussed it on our group chats and everything. Like, guys, we're so threatening. Eh. And, then, <laughs> and then we were like talking about like, I mean, I mean, obviously, some of us went so far as to be like, how properly done is this research? Of piece? course, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, the size, yeah. how many people were inside? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what was the like the also ratio? Also, the questions yeah. leading up to it, like, and how does suddenly yeah. jump to like, like fifteen percent of the population feels yeah. that Muslims are threatening? Yeah, what was so, the context set? Yeah, for, and also like you know, like how many people were the, from diverse races and religion, back, mm-hmm. religious backgrounds? How many of them were actually Muslims? So we're like fifty percent of them, five percent. Muslims feeling yeah. <laughs> that we're threatening that okay lah okay lah yeah. let's look at it that way right but uh, yeah so it was really um, topic of like I guess I wouldn't say tension per se but more of like a lot of angry emotions mm-hmm. within my friend group of mm-hmm. like Muslim uh-huh. friends that I had and even my non-Muslim friends who were part of that conversation with us were also what, like what, what in what, the what world? was this like anger like you know towards or what was the anger about I think it was mostly because they felt like the, I mean, most of them felt like, firstly, the, the survey was probably very unfairly done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, RMSS, Research Methods in Social Sciences, you know, in yes. SMU Holler, <laughs> Dr. Angela Leong. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was like, uh, they were like all going back as to whether or not how much, like who did they ask? What was the age group? Mm, they, yeah. Were they asking a lot of the elderly community of people who were like just, you know, like maybe a bit more conservative yeah. in their point of view or not even mixing with like socially. Were they asking young people like what was it? Like they were just really upset that that was the conclusive headline mm-hmm. yeah. that was put out. And also yeah. like, I mean, what is what are they trying to say, right? Exactly, like, what like, is the point of that article? The yeah. coverage by Straits Times. What See, are they there trying to say? some comments that came in that I said that this was an unfair report that was put out into society and is trying to create this harmony. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I personally think that like yeah, firstly sensationalism sensationalism, like why would they pick up that line to put out there? Yeah. But also it's also behind a background of like a lot of things have happened recently, right? Like we've mm-hmm. had the Christchurch bombings back in I think it was March. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Sri Lanka bombings again. No, Christchurch shootings and Sri Lanka bombings in April. Yeah. So this is against a whole background of this heightened tension of Islamophobia and our, I think one of our ministers, K. Shamugam, came out to say it as well, explicitly. And mm. then they go and post this kind of article, so it's like, are they trying to hype it up more to make Islamophobia a thing, for sure? Yeah. So next year it's like 20% or yeah, what? I mean, they could have easily have yeah. just gone with 70% of Singaporeans feel that people from different faiths can get along when living close together. Yeah, that's a more that positive is, yeah, statistic. Yeah, a great positive spin. And then yeah. they'll be like somewhere below in the article, however, there were 15% that thought, okay lah. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, publish the whole stats and say like... Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah but the headline was very, mm. like, you know, obviously like trying to stand out within the current affairs. Yeah, yeah. Around the world. So yeah, so I guess back to your question, right? Do yeah. other races <laughs> and religions look at Muslims and think to like, Because for, for me as a Muslim, like my perspective, like my understanding of what other faiths think about me or my faith is always uh, through more general population perhaps like who are these people who are, who actually have these thoughts you know so I, I think so I think like so the, the flip side of like you guys seeing the IPS reports on your Insta stories because that's your community as well I think mm-hmm. 
like echo chambers do exist within different communities like so within mine i think it might be surprising to you guys but there are a lot of people who don't even have that sentence that can claim like that. I have that one Malay friend. Like, they did have none. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. And it's not a thing to them. And yeah. I think to answer your question, like, do non-Malays find Muslims threatening? I think, yes. I think there will... I will not be surprised to see a large amount of population being conservative enough, even at our age, to say that, mm-hmm. like, they think that these like, Muslims themselves are, like, someone you should be wary of. But I also think that a lot of it is possibly, like, because the media portrays it as such. Mm-hmm. So we have that whole background of, like, terrorism coming up from... Serbia or like more Muslim mm-hmm. areas but if you see the response to the Christchurch shooting as compared to the Sri Lanka bombings there's a whole larger cultural context and history yep. to back up the Sri Lanka bombings to use it as a release point to make it even worse so there were a lot of like anti-Muslim riots and stuff mm-hmm. but the Christchurch shootings no one really went against white supremacists like it was all yeah. you know saying that oh, we should band together as faith and stuff like that there was no one like protesting or attacking white supremacists so yeah yeah I, I, I mean when I think about the whole concept of, or like the, I guess the sensationalizing or like the, when terrorism became mainstream, wow, that sucks to say, but yeah, like really, yeah. was, I mean, obviously I think many of us would agree that 9-11 really created that yeah. catalytic shift for like what it means to be Muslim mm. and stuff like that because I think prior to 9-11, this, like I, I was 10 when that happened and I just came back from visiting the UK and stuff like that nothing didn't even cross my mind like all these kind of things and like obviously travel was so much easier then guys mm. like you could you did not have to worry about 100 milliliters yeah. love and everything it was like wonderful and then I came back uh, from like in July and it was all like fine and then when 9-11 I still very much remember waking up in the middle of the night when my parents were both like switching on the news and like watching it and like seeing everything and then going to school and feeling like what is going on and that was before obviously there was like fingers pointed to the Muslim terrorist mm. organizations and stuff like that and then when that kind of sunk in I mean and things started changing and shifting I remember very clearly in primary 5 there was this boy <laughs> I wish I could name and shame but I don't even remember your name um, <laughs> there was this boy who randomly was like he was just being like you know irritating primary school kid oh. and stuff like that and he was my classmate and then he turned Chinese around boy. Chinese boy and then same bus as me. <laughs> bus too, I remember you. And then he turned around and he said, um, Oh, uh, like, but all Muslims are terrorists, what? Well, that was my very first experience mm. of like any kind of like like Islamophobic type behavior. <laughs> and I actually told my teacher. Mm. And my teacher did nothing about it actually. Like, I told her that she was like, Oh, don't take everything people mm. say too hard, la di da di da. But I was like, No, that is wrong. <laughs> like, really wrong. Because it wasn't a personal attack. To yeah. me, like if he went like, oh your hair is ugly or something, that would be just about me. But this was like to my faith. Yeah. So I was just like, what are you saying? And then um, that was like that was like the beginning of the end, right? For like the rest of us. I mean, I don't think being in Singapore, I think many times we are quite protected. Mm-hmm. I think being a country that has not suffered and touch wood like hopefully will never suffer through like attacks that are like you know terrorist like in nature and stuff like that and we've only had like maybe semblances of like potential plans and stuff like that but never a full-blown mm-hmm. like shooting or sorts mm-hmm. right like we have been very fortunate to not been hung out to dry by our communities yeah yeah i mean there's yeah. a yet yeah. there right and hopefully a never yeah. like i still feel like for the most part with our microaggressions and everything else that's imperfect about our society, 
we still do not suffer the way a lot of other yeah. Muslims may That's suffer right. in other societies, like in the UK, in mm. the US, and mm. stuff like that, where like women are afraid to wear hijabs, where people are afraid to like you know go out with themselves. On the yeah. Yeah. yeah, like my aunt, I think a couple of years after September 11, my aunt who wears a hijab went to the US and she did not because she was afraid of what that would be for her uh-huh. and because she was travelling alone as well yeah. and like if not like if she was travelling with her brother or whatever it would have been fine but she didn't and like I mean we just all saw it as a practical mm. thing and I have a lot of friends who do that like actually when like one of my friends went to um, France or something like that where like especially after the Charlie Hebdo situation mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she was a bit yeah. like she went like turban mm-hmm. turban styles and like very <laughs> Erica Badu yeah. instead of like her regular hijab because she mm-hmm. was just like more comfortable knowing that like people could not feel like right. whatever and like yeah. just in case anything were to happen to her it's just for her own safety and security mm-hmm. so back to that question do other races look at Muslims and think terrorists I think yeah. I mean, right. I think yes and no. I think there surely are people mm. in society who do not interact enough mm-hmm. with people from the Muslim community, yeah. um, or like the varying like we, the Muslim like saying Muslim community also is really challenging because it's such a varied community. Yeah, it is. There is a huge diversity. <laughs> no, I, I bet my circle of Muslim friends and your circle of Muslim friends some are widely overlap, some overlap, say, yeah. but <laughs> sure. also widely different. Widely different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no pinpointing, there's no one kind of Muslim. Yeah. Like wherever you go, I think that was as a Muslim myself, traveling the world also and meeting other Muslims, then I also realized there's really no one type of Muslim. Yeah. So I mean we don't look at situations like I don't know, a lot of like I mean white supremacy like type situations or like you know when the KKK was in fashion. Uh, we don't look at those situations and be like, oh, like the entire Christian community yes, are yeah. one and the same mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone everybody who's Christian is to be blamed for everything that KKK has done. Yeah. Like when people look at Muslims here and think terrorism, I'm also like, what? what's the like, <laughs> what's the link? But so so for example I've heard like opinions where they say, um because so even though you guys have different circles of friends, but you are still of the same faith, right? Mm-hmm. Then um there are a lot of cases where I think we've heard the narrative over and over again through different forms that like radicalization is a big thing. And I don't know why, but I think that the the mindset on the street is that like radicalization is most closely tied to Islam. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah. you could be radicalized by like Christianity, Christianity as well, right? Which is what yeah. Yeah. is. No, exactly. Not as huge as what people think that yeah. you know Islam will influence. And legit, like people will be like, oh, even on a very light level, like my friends, like yeah. I, I've heard people caution me in a very I can't remember what the conversation was, but then they did tie it to a very like improbable thing to me. They were like, oh, but what if they're so close to their faith and they're so religious, you know, careful of the super religious ones, like, what's wrong with the super religious ones? Like, y'all also go to church all the time, what? But then they're like, oh, they might get radicalized. I'm like, what makes you think that you won't? Like, like, And and sometimes it's like, I think it's a a misconception that the more religious you are, the more likely you are to be radicalized. I think if you are new to the religion, you're just learning, you also have the chance of being radicalized. Yeah, Yeah. no, and it's it's true. I think the concept of radicalization is not, I mean... (laughs) Sometimes, okay, like, I mean, I'm a bit controversial in saying this, but sometimes I look at it as, oh, yeah. this is like the flavor of the month kind of situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so like, right now, the in thing, or like, where, like, where, who is radical religious-wise, who is, like, threatening religious-wise, who is extreme religious-wise, right now is Muslims. Yeah, but uh, not, not too long ago, 
ago there were the Christians. Not too yes. long ago there were the Catholics. Not too long ago there were also Jews who were also being penalized. I yeah. mean, the KKK was not a small movement of the yeah. US. It yeah. was like in the 80s yeah, and 70s, yeah. it was not a tiny thing. Mm-hmm. It was a huge thing and so many black people were persecuted, mm-hmm. even though they shared the same faith. Mm-hmm. So likewise, like, why would radicalizing be just like, it's just currently in the know with media and sensationalizing it like it's about Muslims now but I mean there will be like there is no nothing to say that it will not change Mm. I mean not that I want it to like be like like rotate or anything I would rather it just be gone altogether sure but at the same time I think it's it's very I guess ignorant to say that only only radicalization is something that only happens within the Islamic faith Mm. because that's not true at all I mean we still have up to this day very very I mean the neo-Nazi movements of the US and stuff like that these are really radicalized Christian men who I mean some of them are Christians but they're not but like you know like what anti-Semitic and everything Mm. and like it's like it's not in fashion but like they are so trying to bring it back into like the current stream yeah exactly so I mean in terms of that I feel like it's just very because like for example in my mind right like I'm just thinking um, and this is like with no credibility whatsoever I think it's just like me as a person having lived through all this time in Singapore yeah. and, and whatever um, but for example if I think religious radi- radicalization and this is what I think sucks because you could have a Islamic person who is very close to their faith but you can also have a Christian person who is very close to their faith I think media plays a big part because like yeah the way that you guys worship, so for example, for some y'all worship like y'all go to the mosque and you mm-hmm. like wash your hands and pee and then pray on the ground and stuff like that, yeah. right? I watch so many movies where like that is like what you know precursor to them like then they go some shady corner of the yeah. mosque then like they shoot 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 then like then they come yeah. out and then they actually bomb stuff like I've seen like at least five yeah. movies like that, right? I mean, the, but for yeah. the Christian example like. I've never really seen movies where it's like, oh, they pray and worship and they like, you know, like, chapel human. songs, like, and it's like with the rock band and stuff like that, and then yeah. they turn on and shoot and stuff like that. So I don't, so then it yeah. sucks for me because as an, or as a person looking at it, it's just like, it sucks because it's unfair mm-hmm. that you yeah. think, and it, and I think it's you very You associate rude. the yeah. religious it's practices. It's very rude to, yeah, yeah, to invalidate someone's religious experiences mm-hmm. and like you're doing it for worse things than good. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there is no religion that, I mean, I think of at the top of my head right now that goes like um, please hurt people yeah. um, go out there and uh, spread your gospel in a way that is like choke down people's throat yeah. like like I mean that's not in my experience something that I mean I have friends from many walks of lives and many religious faiths some not religious at all also like agnostic atheist everything also like all the gamut but like like in many ways I think like you are exactly right to pinpoint that media um, association of the rituals that is daily to Muslims. I mean, even just the phrase Allahu Akbar, which is like, yeah. God is great, right? Is so. I mean, oh my God. sometimes in some comedy yeah. shows, I find it funny because like they do it in Shameless, and it was really funny. It was a way for them to like get people out of the room and yeah. like cut the queue so the guy just randomly stood up and said Allah <laughs> okay which is not great so can we give you like this real life example right so that day like and I'm not going to name names again but I was sitting down with a group of friends who were playing mahjong and they were all Chinese lah 
So then one guy was like, um, he, so it was like two guys at the table and two females, and then and you know some sometimes the guys have jokes between them or they're more rowdy. So then suddenly the guy shouted like, uh, uh, how do you say it? Allah Akbar, yeah. Yeah, Allah Akbar. He just shouted it, and then like nobody knew how to react. But then the other guy immediately like jumped below the majong table, and then he was like, you're correct, you're the one who survived. The rest of you are dead. And then I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. Like, it is so terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. It is so terrible beyond compare because like. This I stunned. Phrase... I really stunned. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm like mm, never. <laughs> I need to this mahjong group <laughs> or maybe do <laughs> I would like to be there yeah no but like it's really terrible because like it is such a typical phrase yeah, it's so sacred it's so sacred yeah. okay besides it being sacred like literally I could just like randomly say it like so randomly and it, it is something that instills fear it's so crazy to me because all it means is God is great it's just that case so then I guess one of the things I also want to pick up is the segue back to like remembering or knowing or recognizing that terrorism and the radicalized individuals who so-called are Muslims mm-hmm. are not. They, they don't, yeah. like, they're not. They're mm-hmm. not the image of Islam that is real, is mm-hmm. every day, is, yeah. is the interactions that we have, is our family. They're not that. They are people who are politicized and they have a political agenda to fulfill and it's something that people fail to realize that that there's so much more than meets the eye when it comes to addressing like Islamists yeah. in that sense and I don't even like the term that to, to use the term with that with the religion attached to Islamists mm-hmm. because it's again reiterating that Islam has extremist yeah. behavior mm-hmm. or like Muslims have the propensity for it yeah. when it's totally not true yeah. But like, I mean, from like coming from someone who has like some religious background, went to a um, um, religious school, like there are some um, teachings of the faith that were, for example, misinterpreted or misconstrued like from back then and um, are, is largely irrelevant now. And it, the, the scary thing is that sometimes people still like defend these beliefs or these ideas and that's you know so within the Muslim community ourselves like we tend to we have to like you know those who are uh, more you know educated or more well versed in these things will speak up against these people who preach these things and you know like it's um, even within the community I just want to say that we do like I don't, I don't think police is the right word but we try to call it out when it happens like when people talk about um, like you know like you say like it's not microaggressions for Muslims, I guess, but like more of these um, extreme ideas where oh, um, Muslims cannot eat with Chinese people, for example. So like there are people who still believe in these things. So we, we try to like call that out and try to normalize a more... Um, you know, people, people always say like it's a more uh, government-centric movement where the government wants us to be that way. But like, don't we all want a world where you know, yeah. we are more harmoniously living together and... You know, and some people always find it as a oh the government is trying to take over your faith and whatever and like it's seriously just, yeah it's no, true no a large part of that also has to do so for example like uh-huh. um on Friday prayers we have like the sermons mm-hmm. right and the sermons are actually centrally um like Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the Friday prayer sermon is very, I mean, it's just a religious sermon, right? Mm. But then suddenly the theme will be a bit like, about har- Water. racial harmony. Water. <laughs> you said, like, literally, you can yeah, yeah. random things. But so, what, yeah. I mean, it, it is still in line with, like, Muslim life, you know, like, yeah. to uh, conserve water. Yeah, exactly. To, but it's just know. that, like, some people take it to the yeah. extreme that, like, yeah. oh my god, like, the government is like so good. I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, encroaching into religious space. There's part of me that's like, yeah, also like that. Right? But then the yeah. thing is because of that, the thing is very government centric. Then they try to rebel against it, yeah. and therefore yeah. push away like more harmonious. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, they just sure. they yeah. just become more. I would say conservative in yeah. their points of views. Like they would choose to, uh, like be like more. I guess exclusive. I won't say radical. Definitely, <laughs> that's not it. It's yeah. just more exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it'll be like, mm, but no, mm, yeah, no, no. I'm Muslim, yeah. not like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that kind of Muslim. Yeah. I'm this kind of Muslim. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, no. So one of the things that I wanted to share with everybody was that so I was doing a bit of research regarding this topic, right? Mm. And like there was this article out in Owl of Data, Owl in Data, um, and it's about terrorism. So it, it was something that was published in July 2013 and it's still being revised up to 2018. Okay. So it, they look at terrorism as a whole. They look at like the history of terrorism, the um, what makes modern terrorism, as well as like what kind of like, terrorist attacks are out there okay. and uh, like what are the motivating factors and stuff like that. So I think it was interesting to read in the article that from 1970 to September or to October uh, 2001, mm-hmm. the ranks of countries with the highest percentage of terrorist attacks around the world was actually number one was Colombia, number two was Peru, number three was El Salvador, number four Northern Ireland, we all know the Northern Ireland crisis, Mm -hmm. Um, five India, right? Okay, so I'm just naming the top five. And then now you look at from 2001, from September 11, all the way to 2008, the first country listed was actually Iraq, and then second India, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Thailand, that's the top five countries. So, and actually Iraq, Compared to Colombia being number one, it was actually 8% of all the attacks. But then Iraq, number one, was actually 25.7% of all the attacks in the world that were labelled terrorist attacks, right? So I think it is interesting point to note, like Mm. given the countries like Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, you're looking at countries that are actually predominantly Muslim. So I would actually go so far as to say a large amount of people or communities that are actually affected by terrorism are actually Muslims themselves. Yeah. Mm. So for people to think that like Muslims aren't happy with terrorism, this is the way of Muslim life, is untrue because a large people who suffer, who die mm. from ter- like the hands of these yeah, for lack of a better terrorists. word, terrorists. Yeah. I was like, going to use another word, but <laughs> <laughs> um, they are Muslims themselves. So yeah. why? Like it's 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 just ignorant to think that Muslims are just out there going supportive. Yeah. I mean, there are some really bigoted Muslims, just like how there are bigoted Catholics of any religion, of any person, not even religious. Exactly. So there are people who are like, oh yeah, oh look at the attack. Like oh like they like the favorite phrase like padamuka like this is God like trying to like like padamuka means like so serious, right okay. and then like they oh, will no. always say like oh God yeah see this is God trying to like reach out <laughs> to like you yeah. know these modern countries yeah. and show them what's right I mean they are I have heard it and then I'll be like oh, what is up with you you know that kind of thing but at the same time they make up a minority of the minority they're not yeah. even like even close to being significant like, yeah. they're just angry voice loud voices that really 
just you know just every other the community inevitable, has like like 5% that every community has like, exactly yeah. of assholes but yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah like I mean it's important to remember that as well as we mm-hmm. look at this question because I mean whether do other races look at Muslims and think terrorists I mean then what about that people who are actually affected by terrorism they are largely Muslims when Indonesia has terrorist attacks they're also Muslims and I mean not to belittle or like make small any of the other attacks that have happened Mm -hmm. around the world in France where a lot of non-Muslims were affected as well and stuff like that but I mean compared to the hundreds versus the thousands that has been killed in Iraq and Iran and by ISIL and all ISIS everything like it's a large number of Muslim people who are also being affected right so, so it's like you guys double hit because then one is like yeah you also suffer and then other people also go against you yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you don't win I mean the, the I mean not not to say I mean the Sri Lanka attacks I mean when I read it I was I was shocked yeah. I mean it's horrible and there's no there's no words to 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 that I could say that could comfort the people in those communities, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, there was a lot of after impact, yeah. right? Like like mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, revenge, yeah. um, like but attacks that were end, right? like, that were held yeah. held against. But like I feel like also. Sri Lanka seems a lot like is more politically driven than anything yeah, else. Sure. Like you know what I mean? Like I mean, so, so the like the lines, so, yeah, so, so was... the lines are quite blurred in a lot of ways. Like you know, there's like a lot of conflicts around the world that is political, but yeah. because there's like a Muslim in the mix it becomes oh like God, a yeah. Muslim a religious religious, yeah uh, so, so that's, that's kind of annoying yeah. because like pre-9-11 this was never a thing exactly. because I remember my students like um, asking me about um, like oh what like you know what was it like what before? was it like yeah, yeah, they, yeah, were yeah, not, they were not they were not no like as in like the, I mean my students are 15 years old so yeah. they, they were not even born when 9-11 yeah, happened yeah but they were actually interested into what it was like pre-9-11 yeah so so what was it like I mean maybe you should share to being the person that has the most amount of experience yeah. uh, no like so, so I recall like when I was growing up watching the news and everything news were generally political like it was a lot more of you know communist versus capitalist systems oh my gosh, you know that, you that was that. the world yes <laughs> that was the world I grew up at in at point you were like wow I understand this political like, not really but my dad loves like watching the news and reading the news and yeah. he always talks to me about it so that's why I studied political science I guess <laughs> yeah but but I remember like it was a lot of you know Am- America freeing countries ah, yeah, yeah. liberating yeah, countries yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that kind yeah. of thing so so the, the bad guys were basically communists <laughs> right. no religion attached to it yeah. you know so it was only um, post 9-11 that a lot of things became you know Oh, Muslim centric, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it was also just it was like so convenient. Yeah, yeah. I think it was exactly yeah, what I was looking yeah. for. It was not only convenient; it was great marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, great marketing. There's no better way. Any describe article it. Yes. that put like Muslim, like clickbait, lah. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, oh for God, sure. What did the Muslim do today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I'm. I mean, I really hope when I look at. Your, the question that you posed I yeah. really hope that the answer is actually no yeah. because in my experience personally mm. I mean I've had a bit of like you know I mean I'm, I, like you know a little bit of like racism and mm. religiousism yeah. <laughs> like when people do find out because I unlike many other Muslims who actually like either don the hijab or whatever or like you know are culturally a certain type of culture like yeah. Middle Eastern or very purely Malay I'm a bit ambiguous looking so people always just a bit like uh, tiptoe uh, you, you Muslim ah? <laughs> you, you fasting today you know these kind of things mm-hmm. so like when they do I'm not 
for the most part, thank goodness, I've not experienced mm-hmm. anything that, that yeah. in fact, it always posed to me as an opportunity to one, show them that Muslims are way more diverse than you think, yeah. and to show them that also like, you know, I am Muslim and like, you yeah. know, and like, I am spiritual in my own way and like, I have yeah. a connection to my religion and I'm not the type of person that will say I'm not Muslim when I'm like overseas or whatever. So it was a good, like so far it's been, I use it as an opportunity to like, you know, to educate as well and like yeah. to talk and have conversations and like ask them what they think and stuff. And for the most part, even though they may be ignorant, they may have questions that are so-called stupid questions or whatever, but it was great. Like it always comes out as great conversations or eye-opening experiences for both parties. Yeah. And for the most part, it's been positive. La. And I have a lot of friends who are non-Muslim as well. So, mm. I mean, so far so good, la, right? I mean, <laughs> I unless they have something they want to yeah. say. La, huh? <laughs> I think that's the key to it though, like, yeah. um, it could be like, you know when they ask a kind of survey and you're sitting in a room and you're looking at a piece of paper and I ask you like, um, what do you think of this certain religion? I think for every single religion that was listed, everyone had a certain stereotype in their mind of like, mm-hmm. okay, I know this one guy down the street who fits this religion and therefore like, I would think, yeah, what if I interested? Yes, I would. <laughs> right? But then like, yeah. if I knew more of that certain religion and had diversity of opinion on, not just diversity of races as a whole, but in each category, double-click and like, know more people through that, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Nadia, I know Jana, I know like, all my other friends like, who are yeah. Muslim, aggregatedly, no, they're fine. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not just the, I only know that one guy in the Air Force One movie who looks like a Muslim <laughs> and he's gonna bomb the place. But <laughs> yeah, it was, I remember who it was, the guy, what's the guy's name who played the cop in Batman, but it was him who is like, he's white, but he was playing like an Arabic accent man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always want, in and fact, like, a lot of the in fact, a lot of yeah. these movies they use Jewish actors with like who actually like you know have like Arab accents. Because then, then if I don't tie my my thinking to like when yeah. I hear the word Muslim, I go to that. Then of course I will not find them interesting, right? Yeah. I think the media plays a huge part in it, right? Yeah. Like social media as well. Like I think it's awesome that there's also like a lot more Muslims on social media. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that me and Nat bonded over was Ayman. Yeah. Right. And oh, who's so, afraid of who's, Ayman? What's his last name? Oh my <laughs> god, we both suck. But basically, it's Shared a YouTube series. Yeah. Um, and it's about... And he like he talks about being a Muslim. So he's based in the US. Okay. And then he talks about being a Muslim and the things that he faced. Yeah. Right? So he... Like, the entire series is based on who's afraid of Ayman. I think his name was Ismail or something like that. Yeah. So um, then what happens is that he goes through different things. So he meets people from different... Like, like he meets people who are ex-Muslims. Or what do you call that? Apostates, isn't it? Oh, I don't know the term. It's a bad term. But basically, people who leave the religion. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But like, I don't, I, there's no judgment. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he meets them and talks to them because that he comes in with a certain point of view. Yeah. Yes, it's because afraid of Ayman Ismail. Who's afraid of Ayman Ismail? You can watch that on, uh, on YouTube, YouTube, on yeah, Facebook. Facebook. And yeah. he, he talks about Muslims celebrating Christmas because yeah. it's something like, was, for example, like a cultured thing that he will, like his wife yeah. was interested in but not him yeah. and or like he talks about like actually one of the most interesting episodes was when he actually met a radicalized muslim that was like Can normalized again oh, as okay. in rehabilitated rehabilitated okay. yeah that's the word for normalized <laughs> yeah but basically <laughs> and he that guy shares his experience of how he got radicalized and a large that's part so of cool. radicalized muslims were actually people who were like um like disenfranchised yeah. in society, yeah. mm. uh, people who did not feel they had political voice, who did not have, have any political clout and stuff like that, and they fall into that yeah, trap yeah. of feeling that, and that's that's exactly what disenfranchised because there's like a ton of disenfranchised people in society. Exactly, and again, and like wildfire, right? Like if I can tag onto the nearest thing that gives me that platform, then yeah. if Muslims yeah. think, then exactly, correct. exactly, yeah. and, and when yeah. I if I I mean I'm not me, but like 
by those organizations standard they what they did was they ended up being like you know let's take advantage of these people yeah, give them a house give them some food give them something to live for so they give them something yeah, to fight yeah, yeah. for right? so, yeah. yeah so it could be like the communists or it could be like these islamic yeah. militant groups but same thing so then there was this there was even like the the situation where it was really humorous for a lot of muslims i think in a sense like i mean obviously it was not a good situation uh-huh. when the orlando shootings happened right yeah. and then they saw that the person that was actually carrying out the shooting was not really muslim. A, like he was muslim on paper lah, right but like it wasn't like he was the most like i mean it wasn't like on paper he was the most muslim muslim so we were all like confused like how could he so <laughs> suddenly so like who like must well, fight, fight for islam, islam. <laughs> must fight for islam yeah. but then actually Good like i mean advice. not to judge what kind of muslim he was yeah. but like i mean when you think of that you almost think like the person who's constantly at the mosque like that's the image yeah. that you think of right but it wasn't the case so in yeah. fact that uh, if you want to shoot someone, then just say you want to shoot someone. Don't exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I know it was the media, right? Like, oh, yeah. don't pre- don't Friend make it. Yeah. yeah, don't make it that one. Because remember, the joke yeah. is that if it's a mus- if it's a terrorist and the person is brown, must be Muslim. But if his person is white, yeah. must have mental health issues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not Muslims though. Muslims yeah. do not have mental health issues. Yeah. Actually, honestly, so I, I think that like although I always come back, so you'll see from the first episode also now, like I always come yeah. back to like media. But then yeah. again, we are so entrenched by it, like everywhere we turn nowadays. Yeah. I think media literacy is a huge thing. Like, you, you see, if you read the article and like you guys actually go and do research into finding out what this guy was actually like mm-hmm. was he actually attending a mosque all the time and all these things then yeah. you will be able to like second guess the article and think and not put two or see a headline and put two concepts together and be like oh yeah Muslim goes bad yeah because yeah, that a lot of people don't attention spans are getting shorter so people don't bother to really read up as much yeah did you see the article <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so yeah so I I mean I still think it was really irresponsible to put something out like that as a headline yeah yeah I don't agree with that. so Nat what about you what in your experience? How do you feel? Do other races look at Muslims? Um, honestly, I feel like I really, I've lived in a bubble for the longest time, <laughs> because like, uh, religious school was like twelve years, and then back then, um, nine eleven was just starting. Like I mean, it was just happening. It just happened when I was um, towards the end of my um, secondary school life. Um, never had any um Islamophobic <laughs> attacks, I guess. But like I, I've read recently of uh, a student that I know from my from my same school, who was like attacked, like she okay. like someone tried to pull her hijab, someone tried to uh, hit her and things in like that. In Singapore. Yeah, in Singapore. Wow. So the, yeah. there, there's this like really small incidents um, that are not exactly hyped up or just covered up to be a mental health issue or something. But I suppose like it exists, but. Um, I think like Jana mentioned earlier like to a large extent we are still very much uh, sheltered and I think that is largely attributed uh-huh. to the fact that you know the country works uh, the government works so hard you know on nation building on making sure we know each other I so, disagree but it's okay <laughs> 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 uh, I'll always be that anyway, <laughs> yeah Sorry, but like I, I feel like the, the, the level of um, like danger I feel when I'm in public is not that great yeah yeah. I, I don't think it's an excuse for people who discriminate though. Like I think that a lot of people be like, oh, but no, I never harm them. Or I just think that they are scary, yeah. and then I don't go near them, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think and the thing in Singapore is we are a safe country in general, mm-hmm. and we have good infrastructure and lighting and everything. So nobody yeah. really like grabs you off the street and like attacks yeah. you or anything. Um, but there's no excuse for like smaller things happening. And one of the hardest reasons for like these kind of like the stuff we're talking about now, why people don't talk about it, or why it's not more of a movement, or why it's not more of a 
law that needs or like some you know constitutional thing that needs to be implemented uh-huh. is because it's all so small yeah. that you can't catch it and you can't put it anywhere yeah. like yeah. um so i did some research as well so there's an article detailing like some incidents that happened from 2016 up to now mm-hmm. like some students um got called names or like for example somebody vandalized on a a poster of a Malay woman in a two-down kind of thing. Yeah. These are so small that nobody says like, oh, I should therefore take action against yeah. these kind of things. But yeah, it's no excuse. Like, I think the fact that if like somebody feels uncomfortable or somebody feels like they have to not wear a hijab or like they have to, um, you know, caveat with everything they say or if they have to work mm-hmm. even harder to show that they are a different kind of Muslim, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so like not Unnecessary great. Unnecessary. Yeah, and then I think that really comes back to like the privilege that other people who are not in these mm-hmm. positions who face these kind of stereoty- uh, stereotype things yeah. Yeah, have yeah. like, like I don't realize that. I don't, I don't, yeah, they don't realize it also. So yeah, I think yeah. yeah. No, it's exactly that, right? I mean, a lot of it is also. I mean, even as Muslims here, we also function. We have a lot of privilege. Yeah, that true. we we take for granted as well. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that we have privilege vis-a-vis other races within Singapore, but I mean, just comparing like vis-a-vis like other Muslims, Muslims. in other countries, yeah. in other societies, right? But at the same time, you're exactly right, girl. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it does is no excuse. People should not have to make concessions for themselves mm-hmm. just to be who they are, mm-hmm. just so that they can fit comfortably in other people's view of what Muslim should be like, or like you know, a, a more a more a peaceful Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. So 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 going back to the article that I mentioned at the beginning, yes. right? When the report came out. So my friends. In general, uh, Jana mentioned earlier her friends were quite angry. My friends were very apologetic. How so? I'm so curious about Yeah, this. so yeah. They, they were like, oh, 15% um, view us as threatening. Um, if you are a non-Muslim, uh, I would love to invite you to my house and, you know, have a chat with me and things like that. Oh. So, so it's great in a way that Muslims are so open and accommodating. But it kind of frustrates me because... Um, like, like yeah, exactly. Like, why do we have to keep proving ourselves? Like, yes, isn't it the duty the of the fifteen percent <laughs> to get out of their bubbles and you know, like, mix with the rest of us yeah. out here? Um, but like, I mean, it, it's generally not a bad thing, honestly. Yeah. That, that you know, Muslims want to like reach out and open their houses to I others. I mean, I mean, that's a positive impact. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, you it know, is. like okay, like. Come get to know me if yeah. you really think I'm threatening. Yeah. Come yeah. la. Yeah. I mean, not come la in a way. But like, come not threatening at all. Let's get to know. Let's this. Let's get to know each other. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel that is the imminent struggle, right? Yeah. True. Like, I mean, I mean, not to segue to other topics, but basically the idea of having to always prove, prove yourself, yeah. prove that I am a normal yeah. Muslim, I am that okay I am Muslim. peaceful, yeah. I'm peaceful, yeah. Yeah. or prove that yeah. I, as a Malay who is educated. Yeah. Ten years ago, there was this whole yeah. com- campaign about being a moderate Muslim. Yeah, oh my god, I am a moderate Muslim. Yeah, was it a national campaign? Yeah, it was a national campaign. Yeah. What's like, a mo- wait? Sorry, I never knew this either. What's a moderate Muslim? Exactly. Who knows? We don't know. Until this day, me and Nat, I try to strive towards wait. moderate Muslimness. I think this campaign like just. I think there was a lot of like posters and stuff like that yeah. about like you know like like um, so openness. Basically, moderate equals to not extreme lah. Not you know. Not having extremist or radical views like that's you know, crazy. Being I mean, okay as a Muslim in Singapore, but like I feel like that movement. Um, contributed to how people reacted, you know, when when the yeah, article came out. Yeah, you know? moderate Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Hano, <laughs> why? Why yeah. everybody be moderate together, lah? I, I cannot be mediocre. I cannot be mediocre. I must be. Yeah, I, must be <laughs> I must be a fool or something. I'm I mean, okay. Like one of the things that I would love to 
bring back to the conversation. Let's meme about it. Uh, one of the things that I want to reiterate back into the conversation based on that, I mean, we're just looking at the Muslim society itself, okay? I mean, our former, I mean, late Minister Lee Kuan Yew himself actually talked about how he, that, uh, like, quote unquote, um, he said, I have to speak candidly to be of value, but I do not wish to offend the Muslim community. I think we were progressing very nicely until the surge of Islam came. And if you ask me for my observations, the other communities have easier integration, friends, intermarriages, and so on, Indians with Chinese, Chinese and Indians, than the Muslims. That's the result of the surge from the Arab states. And he added, more specifically, and please, if you are listening and you feel hurt and angry, please comment and let us know because we feel the same way. I would say today we can integrate all religions and races except Islam. He also said, I think the Muslims socially do not cause any trouble but they are distinct and separate. So that in itself mm. sets a context. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, take a moment. Let's go back yeah. to take this a moment for our, uh, our great <laughs> minister, Elton, whose grandson just got married to his partner. Yes, yes. and was celebrated and the father was there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of sets the precedent, you know, about what people. I mean, with a founding father like that. I mean, it's no wonder fifty percent of Muslims are threatening. Yeah. yeah, I would love for people to question who that is to set a precedent because, I mean, yes, I get that he was a prime minister and I get that he built up the nation. Mm. That's all good on that side of things. But then also, who is he to set a precedent or how we should regard our races and religions? Exactly. Because, yeah, you, you, you have to think beyond. You cannot just think like, and I, and I can already hear what people will say like, oh yeah, because our minister mentor said these things, therefore, we will have must to be believe true. it. It must yeah. be true. It must be true. I'm mm-hmm. like, he's one man, right? Mm-hmm. And like, one there, are, you. Yeah, and and of there course. are many other men out there who have, or women, who have different points of view. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree that the culture of Malays and Muslims in the 60s differ greatly from now 2019. But that's not to say that uh, we all were all, all in the same lahore like to make yeah. that sweeping statement and yeah. such a heavy sweeping statement yeah. that you can integrate all societies and relig- races and religion exactly. except Islam so I mean it, no wonder the article is still like, so relevant that shouldn't be relevant anymore like exactly. people should be like dude that was like 1918 1917 yeah no but he put it in yeah. his book quite modern but he used to write in his book about how oh, last time right. the Malay Muslim community you could always just like you know go out for drinks yeah. and stuff but now because they are all very Muslim like yeah. you can't do all these things so how do you why you expect people's religiosity like, I don't get you know, it <laughs> why, let not, people not live yeah. <laughs> you taping is yeah, it like seriously like a- am I gonna go to a person who is like vegetarian and be like oh my god you're so challenging <laughs> so hard to integrate you yeah I mean I wanted to bring you to Korean barbecue but hello yeah, now I have to bring you to what yeah because we cannot go cycling at ECP like seriously yeah true yeah. yeah. So it's just I mean, you, you wonder with a nation that was built by this person mm-hmm. and like with what he said, like that impacts the policies that we have as well in yeah. some way or form. Yeah. You I mean, who's to say or not, like, you know, like who's to say that it does yeah. not impact our policies? I think for, we need to policies respect, that we respect the efforts that were put in back then by him. It was hard. Yeah, sure. I mean economically but one yeah, man sure. doesn't build a nation for sure. Yeah. Like there's so many and also it's twenty nineteen and there are so many more of us with like new yeah. mindsets that need to yeah. actually on that note like I feel like Islamophobia like 10 years you know within the first 10 years that 9-11 happened was was really quite bad like um, uh, but nowadays like like Jana mentioned earlier there's so much more um, social um, Muslims on social media that kind of normalise 
They kind of show people that you know, even we, though we dress like this, we are or just make it accessible. You know? Yeah, like yeah. The Muslim life or a yeah. person who is Muslim yeah. is no longer like something that oh, yeah. a mystery. Yeah, yeah. It's, not yeah. A mystery. it's not a mystery. Oh my god! Funniest moment that I've heard in the MRT was when there was some Madrasa girls. I think what what Tanjo like. Pink skirt, is it what Tanjo? Oh, yeah, Mari. Mari, Mari. Oh, your school, is it? Yes. Your school. And I was like, then there was a bunch of like, pers- like w- other women in the MRT who just like saw them in the MRT uh-huh. and I was like, how did they swim? Ah? <laughs> Best conversation <laughs> ever. Yeah, because it's damn important. Yeah, and also like, they were just yeah. really curious and yeah. like, okay lah, I mean, like, Valid I mean, question lah. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> go Google lah, right? But yeah. like, it's okay, never no, mind. So, so, this kind of reminds me of uh, one of the topics in social studies that I teach in class about um, the Burkini ban in France. Oh, yeah. So there was discussed in the textbook. Oh, that's not a Burkini, yeah. yeah. And then my students always laugh about it because they're like, yeah, because we... We walk with our burkinis around Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, it's, yeah, it's something you wear at the beach. Yeah, right? the beach, right? <laughs> oh my god, but there yeah, are actual sense. videos of violence against Muslim women at the be- beaches yeah. of France, like, by the police and stuff. Yeah. And they'll be like, I'm oh, sorry, this is not allowed. I mean, France is it's a whole yeah. altogether. Yeah. 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 There has learn. to be another podcast. Be, <laughs> we're not well equipped to talk about it. We here. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah. let's not digress. But so yeah. so going back to like I was talking about like the, the how how things have changed now, how things have been better. Because although like you know I used to think that people thought that Muslims were terrorists more so back then than now. So that's why I wanted to ask that question again because like I was thinking, yeah. is it still the same? You know, perhaps. I think yeah. Actually, my, I still <laughs> I still think yes, and then, uh-huh. yeah, I still yeah. think Islamophobia is still rampant mm-hmm. because, I mean, more than ever, like there are different reasons or different channels as to mm-hmm. why people yeah. seem to think that way. Also because 9-11 was huge, right? Yeah. And that was just the first wave of it. Yeah. I think the second wave of it now is through like all these social media yeah. things. Like, yeah. yeah, the way yeah. it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Streaming, yeah. Yeah, so, but um, also I wanted to highlight the, like some of the good things that have come out of um, all these things would be, you know, um, now that a lot more Muslims have made their lives more accessible, um, there's quite a number of YouTubers, quite a number of... Um, people on Facebook who like you know Nas Daily he's Muslim he makes it known that he's Muslim you know that kind of mm. thing and um, like I so find he also has a video that says he's not that kind of Muslim yeah exactly <laughs> but, but that's fine you see like, yeah you know, of course especially because he's diverse yeah all kinds of Muslims he's like Palestinian he's Israeli yes he's Israeli <laughs> by, by citizenship Palestinian yeah. by race yeah but I still feel like one, yeah. one level removed from the, the the hardcore question of like do we think that you guys yeah. are terrorists kind of thing <clears throat> um, I think like even though more Muslims are putting out content out mm-hmm. there, I still think that okay, so this is where I'm back to media again, but social media algorithms yeah. actually don't really mm. promote the stuff. So even no matter how much content you create, if the algorithms are like closed loop oh, as damn. well and still promote echo chamber, I will still see an echo chamber yeah. on social media. So honestly like yeah, Nasili from one advance, yes, I would guess maybe, maybe yeah. he's Israeli but I didn't know that he publicly came out to say that he's Muslim or he's not that kind of Muslim. I didn't. I never saw that side of things. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 like, okay. Like only that. through like me being friends with you, then I mm. see like all the cool stuff that like all the other activities that you guys do, uh, like like the Muslim fashion show. I was telling you about yeah. all cool stuff, right? Like yeah, I went to a modest Muslim fashion exactly. show. So, but I wouldn't see all these things. Mm-hmm. Like I actually have to search for your profile sometimes. Like, oh, ah, oh, then I reach you again because it doesn't I mean, bump up. I mean, I think the important takeaway from what you are sharing, Sarah, mm. is that the way to to fight this I guess is for more people to get to know Muslims right is to actually yeah. make an, an active effort to question your 
own bias and like to like see whether you can defeat. I mean, make your do yeah. your research. Right? Your diversification of your feet, I think. Yeah, also yeah. right. And also make friends. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, make friends. Get to know people. Like I mean, the matchy wearing to do is not gonna bite you. In fact, she'll like most likely be like overly friendly and you'll be like oh my god <laughs> you know so yeah. like I mean that's the only way we can like I guess bridge that gap mm. if the 15% want to get to know us I guess sure lah <laughs> um, non-threatening non non-threatening non I wouldn't believe people say don't go at Arrow Street I mean like there's so many bars on Arrow Street so I really night, don't think like, yeah. Yeah. We went yeah. through such a terrible gentrification process that I there was actually a campaign to bring back the sanctity of the place. I bet you didn't know this too. <laughs> See, I don't know. Because there were so many bars. Maybe it's just me. Like, yeah. Maybe we get a more like woke person in there. Like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine. I know this campaign. I know, I but, don't in, want it, but in many ways, that's... The average the reality, Singaporean, yeah, yeah, the reality is that oh these kinds of... No, but this is what Chinese is. To be fair, this is also like issues closer to the Muslim community. So I suppose that's also why like, it doesn't really go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. may be a lot of things we do not know also, you know. So like, <laughs> these, like <laughs> Don't feel bad. These, these are just yeah. things that like, we are concerned by. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 And I just want to say, because it's like Ramadan, I was telling Jana, they are like, um, I feel... I feel more seen and I feel like my students nowadays are a lot more privileged because they they actually um, you know like them fasting in Ramadan is something mainstream you know, it's B- not new yeah BTS has wished Muslims happy Ramadan sorry that's waiting to say that right? <laughs> that's waiting to say that guys. so so like you know it's not um, when I remember when I was growing up like fasting was like an exclusively Muslim thing and I don't know anyone who says it or anyone who talks about it now even like radio TV yeah. like wishes you happy Ramadan you know that kind yeah. of thing so it's it's nice we got comments everywhere Gigi Hadid Bella Hadid so like yeah. they talk about stuff like that then that also but yeah I guess that's true in yeah. some ways that comes with both the positive and the negative mm-hmm. la. on one hand post terrorist 9-11 and like this like inf- like whole influence mm. of like terrorism has like like make make Muslims more seen but also yeah. in both the positive and negative way so mm-hmm. I would like to just like I guess like just uh, surround myself with the positive things yes <laughs> yeah no I mean like for mm. sure more people are now like just straight up like oh are you, are you fasting today yeah. it's like oh my god yeah yeah. but then also they take it to the extreme last time they say oh my god hey, fasting fasting yeah. <laughs> can I, can I, can I, can I breathe yeah, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I don't know like, oh like, like, I've, been, I've been doing this for That's 28 me. years of my yeah. life so chill out That's me because I put the can on the table and I saw my Muslim so I'm like, sorry <laughs> it's fine and we don't need the date one yeah, like, yeah, we all be like oh, chill out bro true we've done it for so many years yeah so I guess in some ways yeah I mean negatively of course like when we travel and stuff like that sometimes I feel like when people are like oh my god wow you're, you're Muslim wow you're the first few Muslims mm. I've spoken to I'm like oh crap yeah. <laughs> okay hello yeah. yeah so in some ways it's a good thing and a bad thing so I don't know I guess yeah. the most important thing for our listeners out there whoever you are <laughs> go get to know some more people I guess if yeah, you are one of the people who yeah. feel threatened yeah from. if you're Muslim too get to know other yeah. Muslim people please yeah be, sure. be moderate <laughs> <laughs> We get get to like I mean we all should just get to know each other. India, yeah. they are human beings, so it really doesn't bloody matter. Like I mean, I'm not only gonna save Muslim people if there was yeah. a fire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. Like, like, also, like if you're non-Muslim, don't don't like purposely go and like like tap the next Muslim person. Be like I want to be your friend kind of thing. But like I mean, just 
just also question your environment. Yeah, question your biases. Yeah, I question mean, your it's biases. always important. Like I think in the last week also we talked about checking your biases yeah. and yeah. how important that is, and mm-hmm. that applies like whether you're Muslim or not. It's always important because mm-hmm. sometimes I mean I found myself at the very start. I think I shared this with you guys mm-hmm. earlier that like you know at the very start of like the whole terrorism thing and everything. I was also like as a younger teenager, when I go overseas and like I see extra extra Muslim Muslims, mm-hmm. I'd be like. Then I'm like, ayo, why I think like that? This is all the like influence, like bad influences yeah. that I'm getting from the media. Actually, yeah. I just experienced this yesterday. I saw this like dark skinned man, uh, in the train station, carrying a heavy luggage. Like, you know, it's like exactly what they show on the videos, <laughs> you know, on the train. Oh, on the train, yeah. 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 He was carrying a duffel bag. Like, it, he wasn't. He was walking. Oh, okay, then yeah. I suddenly felt terror in my heart. I felt stressed for a second. Yeah. Really media representation. Yeah, I've been brainwashed. But I, but actually, yeah. I actually like the SMRT videos for the fact that they use a Chinese guy. Yeah, yeah, of course lah. <laughs> like, I think, I think. I, I don't know if this is like reverse reverse psychology. No, it's like it's like the you know the the Causeway checkpoint one the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. use Chinese. Two Chinese. Two Chinese. One Chinese. 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 Yeah, I think. Um, like, this is like reverse psychology. No, also I think they cannot lah. Huh? Like I think everybody will be like right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, also I guess the fact that um you know in in this. Uh, civil service we have quite a lot of diverse races yeah, so true. I think we tend to be more sensitive when it comes mm. to things like that Aww. which is which I appreciate and I it's important I think yeah, yeah. Nadia is very supportive of she's a teacher guys <laughs> because like I, I feel like it's important uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, it's true. There's no judgment. That I yeah. just, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I teach in a madrasa. I'm not raising extremists, you know. I'm raising, <laughs> I'm raising kids to be woke. She's teaching social studies, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want my kids to be woke. Yeah. No, of course it's important. I just feel like yeah. some national education a bit too much. Yeah. yeah that's you know. Yeah. But, but that one is a conversation <laughs> for another day. Next chapter. Anyways, thank you so okay. much. If you yeah. are listening, I really hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. Obviously, mm-hmm. we don't really have something to tell you to do other than to go out there and diversify your social group question your biases yeah. and just let us know what you think as well like right. oh in the comments or yeah, like dm us us. and stuff so, like that like yeah. we want to know like is there a topic that's yes, interesting know. yeah is there a topic that's interesting to you guys is there a topic that you want us to cover or is this topic was like will we like really far off from what you think share yeah. us Share with Help us. to diversify our... Our... <laughs> as well. yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we are yeah. no, in no way professionals or experts in these <laughs> fields. We're just three people getting together and having conversations. And yeah. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Right. Thank you, Jana. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you, Thank you everyone. See you. See you. All right. Bye. Thank you.